Hello and welcome to On the Table. I'm Sana Ferreira. On the Table explores the past, present, and future of the American food culture that kids experience. Have you ever thought much about how what kids eat matters for their health as adults? Join On the Table for appetizing conversations about the influences on what kids like to eat and what you like to eat. Indulge in an array of insights from some of today's most influential architects of taste, notable chefs and restaurateurs, as they weigh in on the presence or absence of kids' meals and their visions for how kids should experience food. Stay for the unique stories that shape our discourse around food, love, and life. On the Table shares a smorgasbord of topics, ranging from the biological development of taste, nutrition, multicultural cuisine, comfort foods, dining out, fine dining, what parents want, and the future of kids' meals. So why don't you pull up a chair and join On the Table for today's feature dish. Dining Out, the origin of the grown-up kids' meal. We're back, and this week's topic may take you by surprise. Did you grow up eating kids' meals? I'll bet you still eat kids' meals today. Let's have a look. As a child, my family and I often ate out. Americans seem to eat out more frequently, too. Between 2007 to 2014, the USDA's Economic Research Service found that adults reported consuming an average of 4.0 food-away-from-home meals and two fast-food meals during an average week. I remember an aspect of excitement around having a menu just for me. A kid's menu with special options that I could order. I was a fairly shy child and I remember my heart pounding when it came to my turn to order. I took my duty of selecting my meal very seriously, even if the variance in my selection was limited to a choice between two soups. After grocery shopping on Saturdays, my family regularly frequented a tiny establishment called Hillside Diner. I recall knowing that I was going to get a choice of minestrone or cream of chicken soup or a garden salad, and I'd usually order grilled chicken and rice pilaf. The best came last, rainbow sherbet or vanilla or chocolate ice cream. I went with rainbow sherbet. My drink came with an umbrella in it, and the waitress knew us. She would bring me extra umbrellas to play with at the table too. Hillside Diner became my first experience of being a regular at a place. At other casual restaurants like Chili's, while waiting for my chicken tenders and fries, I'd sit with an activity book and crayons and work on something with my mom. Eating out was a part of precious family time together without other distractions. Do you remember the mini Beanie Babies at McDonald's? I didn't really care for the food of the Happy Meal so much, but the Beanie Babies? I was all about them. At a certain point, however, the excitement wore off and I outgrew the delight of toys with meals and those food options. Or, so I had thought, until I compared my adult comfort foods with the former kids' menu options I used to enjoy. I'll tell you a little story now. In high school, my favorite grilled chicken sandwich came from a place called Saul's Tavern. It was close to the freshman campus of high school and to home, and on nights when my parents didn't have the energy or time to cook, I remember stopping in after school to get the teriyaki chicken sandwich. It was served with fries, 
a couple slices of beefsteak tomato, lettuce, red onions, and a pickle spear, all tucked into a toasted bulky roll that was often so soaked with teriyaki sauce by the time I got home. But I didn't care. I dare say, I might even prefer my bulky rolls in that slightly soggy form. To this day, I haven't had a chicken sandwich that matches that simple one. Nostalgia, right? If you have a favorite teriyaki chicken sandwich, by the way, anywhere in the world, please let me know. I'm still looking for that sandwich. Saul's Tavern has since closed and taken with it a beloved food memory. To an extent, kids' meals when I was growing up look a lot like kids' meals today. They bear a remarkable resemblance to adult comfort foods. When I'm looking for comfort foods, I often think about where can I get my favorite versions of pizza with the best toppings. Crispy fried chicken with just the right crunch, rich and creamy macaroni and cheese, or a juicy burger. All foods commonly found on children's menus in American restaurants. Yes, when I'm thinking about what to eat, I may be considering the foods that will make my body feel good or terrible, but often, if I'm already considering a burger, a salad or a soup are rarely genuine contenders. If there's room, or if I've made room, I might throw in an ice cream and wine, aka a grape juice box for grown-ups, and there I have a complete meal. That is, an adult happy meal. The only thing missing is the toy. But, as the Economic Research Service indicates, one significant factor adults consider when going out to eat is the entertainment value in the experience. So, that may just cover the adult version of the entertainment gap once filled by a toy in the kids' meal. For millennials, referring to those born after 1981, the question of where to eat next can be answered with a rapid bit of research and analysis. Yelp reviews, cross-reference with fresh images posted on Twitter or Instagram by the coolest local influencers, provide a snapshot of the meal to come. In the past, some restaurants have in fact rebelled against social media culture in restaurants, disallowing photographs taken in restaurants because the quality of the photographs could deter someone from deciding to dine there. In 2013, Nate Hopper suggests on Esquire that taking photos in restaurants could take away from the experience. They could do that by distracting you, distracting who you're with, distracting the chef and other diners. It could take you away from being in the moment. It could chill your food so it's not that tasty anymore, make you look silly if you stand up to take a photo of the plate, or ruin the mystique of the place. Since then, restaurants and marketing firms have realized the power of these photographs to bump up business and popularity, and it's a little less of a faux pas to take a photo of your meal. Fortunately, phone cameras have improved in quality dramatically and can be an asset to encourage restaurant business. In Boston, Chef Chris Coombs welcomes the food Instagrammers. He has gotten recent press over the creation of an Instagram table at Boston Chops fitted with the best lighting to get photos of the chef's latest creations. And all reservations are made only through direct message on Instagram to reach this demographic. The photos speak louder than word of mouth. After all, UK restaurant chain Zizzy did a little digging into millennial behavior and claims that millennials spend five full days a year browsing Instagram photos of food and 30% would be less likely to visit a restaurant with a weak Instagram presence. 
Whether you're at an American Bistro, casual dining restaurant, gastropub, cafe, or a fine dining establishment, you likely have encountered what I call the grown-up kids menu. It isn't all in one section, but it is there to some degree. Here they are. Consider the favorites of millennial foodies. Burgers. Loaded with apple smoked bacon, onion rings, your choice of cheese or sauces and toasted buns. Personal wood-fired oven pizzas. Gourmet grilled cheese. Pick your cheese, your bread, the accompaniments. Customizable mac and cheese with bacon, chives, five kinds of cheeses, and even your choice of handmade pastas. The summery, seasoned, fried chicken and sides, or chicken and waffles. And truffle everything now is in vogue. Truffle tater tots, truffle frites. These are the grown-up versions of standard kids' meals. The hamburgers, chicken fingers, grilled cheese, pizza, fries, foods offered in the 80s and 90s when millennials were kids. Just added juice. How about that fancy cocktail, aka grown-up juice, and a cookie. That Instagrammable innovative cookie cake, cookie sandwich, or handcrafted ice cream in a cookie cone. And you've got yourself an adult-sized meal set to induce nostalgia and happiness with every calorie-rich but not nutrient-dense morsel. If you didn't see it first or post it on Instagram, did you even eat there? Could the Happy Meals, the kids' meals and kid-friendly foods as advertised at the grocery stores or served in school cafeterias in childhood have influenced your adult comfort food choices? Those feel-good foods that bring a sense of safety and plenty? Let that sink in for a moment. Did you ever think that you were still eating kids' meals? I invite you to find On the Table on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us and share your food memories and thoughts about what we talk about on the table. Would you like to be a guest? Send us an email with your story for a chance to be featured right here on the table with Dr. Sanaa. Tell your story like the one I shared about the best unmatched chicken teriyaki sandwich, rest in peace Saul's Tavern, and use the hashtag on the table collective. This is a collective, share your story, enrich our collective table. We'll be back with more tantalizing conversations. Thank you for joining me on the table. I hope that you've enjoyed the spread of topics and will perhaps think about food, your culinary heritage, and how you nourish yourselves and others a little bit differently. When you serve food or enjoy what's on your table, remember you're sharing a little bit of yourself and showing others how to appreciate food. Next time on the table, we will hear perspectives from acclaimed chefs and what they think of when they serve kids, their youngest diners.